listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. Hello, everyone. Good evening. Welcome to episode number 13 of the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast. I'm Noah Cross, as always, joined by my best friend Tyler Bard. And today, our special guest, one of our very good friends, Mr. Dylan Bracha. Welcome, Dylan. How are you? I am very good. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Fantastic. Of Great. Thank you for joining us tonight for episode of 13 of Crossroom Wrestling Entertainment. We're going to talk all things AEW on the latest episode of Dynamite. I will say there were only five matches this evening, but it felt bigger. Like it felt like yeah. there was a lot of action. There yeah. was a lot going on. Would, would you agree with that, Dylan? I would. I'd say every match kind of like had importance to it and big fight feel for the night. Yes. Well, if you remember, it was the one-year anniversary, right. um, so every every match, there was a title on the line. Um, so th- it definitely felt like this could have been the the card for Full Gear, uh, which is coming up in the first weekend of November, which we talked about. I'm not going to remember the date. I'm pretty sure it's the 7th. Yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sounds so that's about up. right. Well, good. Hey, on the first year anniversary, or should I say one-year anniversary of AEW Dynamite, they kicked things off in a hurry with the AEW Tag Team Championships on the line in our opening match of the evening, which was FTR versus the Best Friends. The show started with both teams in the ring, and they were both announced per usual. Tully Blanchard was over on the corner of FTR. Taylor and Wheeler started things out with a basic lockup and shoulder block combo. Trent eventually uh, replaced his partner and traded chops with Hardwood in the corner. FTR would begin to establish dominance uh, as they use quick tags, as they like to do, and using the wrestling term of cutting the ring in half and keeping their opponents from being able to make the tag. Real ground and pound. Oh, well, that's no flips, just fists, sir. I mean, I hate to bring in the WWE sayings here, but <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, what, that's who they are still. You mentioned them. Well, I am wearing their sweater right now. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, Taylor would then be able to make the tag to his partner after a break. Uh, but Blanchard tripped him uh, and at one point to give the uh, guys the advantage in the likes of FTR. Trent came back in to help Taylor recover and take control. Hardwood took out Taylor uh, to make it a two-on-two fight. I'm sorry, two-on-one fight for a few minutes. This allowed FTR to hit uh, a few double-team maneuvers but they were unable to get the pin on a resilient Trent. They began to pick up steam as both hit a variety of DDTs on each other. Trent and Wheeler fought into the crowd, and uh, Sue's son, as as we like to refer to, uh, ended up being thrown into an arcade cabinet. Uh, I'm sorry, the arcade cabinet. Uh, Sabian uh, was sent Penelope forward running to the back, and then Taylor returned just in time to prevent FTR's finisher. Wheeler was able to use the title belt uh, to hit Trent from behind uh, the ref's back, allowing Hardwood to cover him for the win. A lot of action in the first match here, a lot going on. We had fights in the crowd. We had title shots to the face. It feels like they exhausted a lot of their opportunities in terms of what they could do in a match in the beginning. Overall, a solid way to start the show. They stayed with the formula that we've seen WWE use and the likes of starting with a hot tag team match. So, Dylan, what do you think of this opening contest? I like the match. I think both teams are probably two of the best tag teams they've got in AEW mm. and um I'm a big FTR guy. I've been a fan all the way since their comeuppance in NXT. I know the other land, but I've been a fan of theirs. I'm glad they're the champs. I think they were the right team to do it. The ending, you know, they don't need to protect everybody every match. I, mm. I feel like that's they, they go too heavy in dirty endings just to protect everyone. No, absolutely. I mean, 
I would say I agree with this uh, having to protect everyone type of mantra here because now this is what the second or third time that FTR has won dirty, right? Yeah. Uh, and I get having the manager with you. I get being heels and being able to have that third person advantage with Tully Blanchard. But at a certain point, it's like, listen, can you guys actually win a match? Like, wh <laughs> when's that storyline going to happen? Like, who's going to be the team that calls them out on? I bet you can't win if Tully Blanchard was in the back, and then that's going to be the stipulation. And then they mm -hmm. lose. Then they lose, or do they win anyway? Like, what exactly. happens then? Yeah, uh, yeah. So. Uh, you're you're probably right on point there, Noah. I think it's going to cost them to not have Tully at ringside. Um, I think they will win that first one as a we don't need him. Uh, and then maybe it'll come to the fact of uh, getting rid of him or telling him to stay and back on their own rather than him getting thrown out. Uh, and that will ultimately cost them the title. Um, but I've I've named just about everyone who I think is going to beat them. Um, and I just I at this point, I have not the slightest clue. They are proving that they deserve to hold the, the straps over their shoulders. No, for sure. For sure. So, yeah, I mean, overall, as we all agreed, it was a great match, a good way to start the show. And there's a little bit of questions with FTR and the way they're being booked. But we'll see what is planned for them in the future. Who knows what's in store for them in this ever-changing world of sports entertainment. Yeah. So, with that being said, we jumped into another tag team match here. So, Teddy Long would have had a field day this evening. <laughs> uh, another WWE reference there. Uh, Kim Sabian and Miro would face Sean Maluta and Lee Johnson. Miro I'm sorry, there was no graphic for it. I couldn't find <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think Oh, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Listen, this, to, to be completely honest here, does anyone else matter past Miro and Sabian? No. And, you want to no, know why there didn't need to be a graphic? Why? There you go. <laughs> Should we just end it there? To be completely honest, I mean, uh, Miro and Sabian remained in the ring and took part in the second match immediately after a commercial break. Miro uh, asserted his dominance right away by taking Maluta down and bringing him out of the ring so he could toss him around over the barricades and whatnot. Sabian tagged in momentarily, uh, but he brought Miro right back into the action so he could apply a deep camel clutch for the oh, submission yeah. victory. Miro and Sabian gave a promo directed at the best friends who had just lost their match. They blamed them for breaking Sabian's arcade cabinet, which he called his most prized possession. So I can yeah. see a match between those two teams in the future. This was pretty much just a, I mean, a squash here. And remember, before this match even happened, uh, Miro came out and beat the hell out of the best friends before the match could begin for destroying their cabinet, even though it wasn't their fault. Yes. Um, yes. They got thrown through it um and unfortunately penelope ford was in the crossfire i hope you're okay penelope uh we don't want anything happening bad to penelope ford um but she went and told on him and got miro mm -hmm. and now my my boys instead of getting hugs they got beat up um yes, and i'm not yes. i don't like that <laughs> fair enough so tyler i know i've gotten your opinion on this on miro's role in his uh, debut in his first couple months here in aw dylan what is your opinion on how aw is using miro See, I see Miro as a filler guy right now. I feel like Kip Sabian needed a tag team partner. That's what the direction they want with him is. And they lost Jimmy Havoc. So Miro is yeah. a good placeholder guy. And now it begs the question, how long is he going to be a tag team wrestler? Because he's a standout singles wrestler in his own. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's a lot. A lot of people have been saying they would agree with you and saying, like, mm -hmm. why is he in this role? I feel like he could do bigger things. Um, they're building but, it, though. They are, they are. They're making him a no, heel sure. now. And mm -hmm. it looked like he was going to just be the goofy video game nerd streamer. Uh, and I, I think it is uh, good that he's they're not putting a, a goofy character on him and put him as that 
you know the brute that we he almost seems like a bully almost seems like a bully in this role yeah definitely definitely looks like a bully schoolyard bully yeah the big sister went to go get him to go beat someone up uh, (laughs) that ruined her toy (laughs) i mean pretty much (laughs) that was that was pretty much this entire segment but yes overall it's nice to see miro there i feel like him and kim statement have a really good dynamic like they're fun together oh yeah the whole whole best man stories and the little clips they do i think are funny like they're humorous they bring a personality to both of those guys that they show it through the camera there so uh, a lot of fun with them. I'm excited to see what Miro has in store for the future. Next up, as Tyler would say, would be the future. Please, Tyler, bring us through this announcement oh, of MJFs. This was the best moment of uh, <laughs> this episode. Uh, so MJF was out with Wardlow after the break to reveal the big announcement he had been teasing all week on social media. He started out by addressing the boos he received and, of course, insulted that horribly mean crowd. I mean, what? This is the premier athlete, the best wrestler on AEW Dynamite's roster. None of the fans, none of, nobody watching right now because MJF's face is on the screen could see how hard I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> he is just the best. And he, and out of the good nature of his heart, brought out Chris Jericho to be present for his announcement. Le Champion was not alone as the entire inner circle with Sammy Guevara, who was not wanting to wear his inner circle jacket that he was given because it was far too big and uh, disrespectful. Put on the damn jacket. All right, Sammy, because it's a gift. And that's just rude. Once again, uh, Jericho quickly uh, told that uh, or told MJF to stop the flattery uh, and to get to the point. So MJF brought up how both men are at the top of their game, but have never crossed paths in the ring. MJF struggled to say what he really wanted, but after several attempts where he kept stopping himself, he said that he's thinking about joining the inner circle. Uh, It is something that Noah and I had alluded to a few episodes ago that maybe that's the faction that he wants to join in on, Um, but we weren't sure. But Ortiz took the mic and said he doesn't want MJF in the group. But Jericho said he would think about it. He suggested that MJF meet him next week for a steak dinner, which led to a small chant for steaks from the crowd. Um, This was by far the best segment of the entire night, and it led to what's going to be the best segment of next week. (laughs) Jericho and MJF's dinner debonair. I cannot wait for this segment. <laughs> Dylan, you agree with me, right? You're in a, look at the shirt he's wearing. I, yeah, I got. Thank you guys. This is courtesy of you guys after winning the uh, contest. But I'm a big MJF guy. He is definitely the future of AEW. Yeah, he, 100%. I honestly, I saw. I thought he was going to win the title. I thought it was early, but I was all for it. I thought early on, you're building up a young star. I, I mean, he. I know Noah. He's he is really upset with it. But MJF yeah. is. He is phenomenal on the mic. There is really nobody like him. Like, Hold on. I know really how to make you feel better, better, Dylan. We'll just, let's just appreciate. <laughs> let's just appreciate yeah, MJF for a little bit. He, this is an MJF lover. He's so talented. He is. He's just the best there is on the he, roster. He's really good. And all around, like, he can wrestle. He's good on the mic. He's got just an amazing character overall. And it is it's something to watch. Yeah. Can I, and Noah, do you, do you, you agree, right? Right? Our, next, nope. our next match would stay. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. What do you think, man? What do you think? 
You know, you no. can we can ask Justin what he thinks since you don't care. Yeah. Justin is, uh, I think, someone who would agree with us that MJF is one of the premier heels in the business. Uh, Justin does a very cool podcast called What's Up Wrestler, where he talks to guys on the indie scene. Uh, got a lot of guys you'll see in Northeast Wrestling. So check that out. He's a good friend of ours, a good friend of the uh, of the podcast. Listen, um, and just I'm... like that, he's fantastic. Oh, God. Listen, I'm greatly outnumbered here. If anybody could please come uh, come help me out here. I, I'm not saying Frank. amazing, right? Uh, I like MJF. I think he's funny. I like him more than I would say a few people do because I know a lot of people who can't stand him, Uncle Anthony being one, doesn't like MJF. No, really? he's, no thank you. You know what? He, oh, I, I almost said a mean word about Anthony. I was going to call him a Mark, <laughs> but he's not quite Mark. No, we're Tyler, we're Marks. I'm not a Mark. I'm a Mark. You are a mark. You cheer for the face <laughs> and only the face. Um, again, I like MJF. I think he's funny. I mean, that's not true. I love I love Chris Jericho, but everyone loves Chris Jericho. Doesn't count. Uh, he's Chris Jericho. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't. <laughs> to be completely fair, it does not matter. Uh, people are going to see him regardless. But yeah, no, I will say this. I'm excited to see where this thing with him and Jericho goes, MJF and Jericho, because it's funny. It's entertaining. Uh, it's just something you want to watch. You're going to laugh. You don't know if you're going to laugh. You're going to gasp. You're going to be like, oh, they're going to ma- have a match. You don't know if they're going to be friends. Like every time they interact, you're just like, wait, what's going to happen? And then you're like, oh, next week. Oh, what's going to happen? Oh, <laughs> next week. And it's been like this for the last few weeks. So we'll see where it goes uh, in this. What is the title of this segment again? Like, they're... Well, Hold on. Let me just, I, it's got to all go together. It's yeah. Le Diner de Bonaire. Thank you. That's going to be so good. <laughs> Well, there you go. Uh, what Tyler said. Tune in next week for <laughs> for that. And that was our MJF uh, segment here this evening and Chris Jericho segment. And they graced us with their presence, as they would probably like us to say. Oh, yes. Back to the action here. We had a match that I was very excited for in the likes of Cody versus Orange Cassidy. For before the... we start. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For the TNT Championship. Oh, boy, did I love every second of this one. And I said I was excited for this. And honestly, did, I, did I say that I was the most excited for this? You definitely said you were the most excited for this. Because anytime you get Robbie. Oh, Robbie, my God. <laughs> I really hate you, um, so you know what? I can't even use this meme anymore because he's back to the blonde yeah, hair. I had to use already. it one more time. Yeah. Cody probably watched this show. And he said, you know what? He's tired of being bullied. <laughs> you can't have that. Tyler's, Tyler's making fun of me over here. Looking like I'm a, the villain from Lazy Town. So, all right. Look, it worked. He is number one. Yeah, thanks. Okay. Let's, let's. I'm thanks. sorry. I'll drop it. I'll just, I'm going to take myself out. You guys go ahead. <laughs> Darby Allen was shown watching from the crowd as Cody, the American Nightmare himself, made his way to the ring for his big match against Orange Cassidy. Freshly, uh, freshly squeezed, uh, teased, locking up before putting his hands in his pockets as a lot of people asked him, hey, are you going to lock up Cody Rhodes at the beginning of the match? And as you can see here, the answer was no. He kept his persona of being the coolest guy in the room. The American Nightmare shoved him back, and Cassidy decided that it was time to go for it. He forced Cody to the corner and made a clean break. The champ immediately took control with a rear wrist lock, uh, but OC uh, broke free with a unique counter. You could see that Cody felt disrespected by Cassidy's attitude as he, uh, as the show went on, 2K commercial break. As the match came back from break, you could see Cassidy putting more effort into the match as Cody became more vicious, uh, more serious, as Cody, I mean, would say, is a very emotional wrestler. You love watching him. He brings all of his emotions into every match he has. 
OC avoided a double axe handle uh, and hit his trademark low kicks. Cody responded with an uppercut, but Cassidy fired back with a super kick and suicide dive. John Silver ran down and tried to attack Cassidy with the TNT Championship, but failed, and the entire Dark Order was booted from ringside. Uh, he handed the belt to Arn Anderson before rolling Cody into the ring. The challenger uh, would hit a couple of signature moves of his own, but every time he hit one, the champ responded with more powerful maneuvers. He dragged Cassidy into the corner and hit him with his knee uh, into the ring post. He applied a half-crab submission, but let go when he couldn't maintain the hold. The American Nightmare hit a reverse suplex from the top rope. Cassidy would kick out at two. OC would hit a huge diving DDT from the middle rope uh, and a Mishinoku driver for a pair of two counts. Can I just say I thought that was it right there? I'm like, holy cow, new champion. I thought that was game. Tyler, why would OC not use the orange punch? Because it's it, okay. Never mind. Why would you he not? Do this again. We don't have to do this again. We don't have to do this again, Noah. Powerful move, Noah. I said we don't have that to do no, this no, no, again. No, no. You, you went on about MJF. I am Noah. going to go on about the orange punch. All right, not, not okay. it. doesn't matter. I am talking about the orange punch. All right. Thank you. No. OC would hit a beautiful tornado DDT, followed by a beach break, but Cody did not stay down for the pin as the announcer informed them they had less than a minute left in their time uh, and their timed batch here, obviously, with time limits, as we see in many wrestling promotions, not in the WWE, but we see them in a lot of other places. Uh, Cassidy rolled Cody up. The ref counted to two before the bell rang because the time was expiring and OC was less than a second away from a huge, but I honestly upset. I'm sorry. Upset and championship victory here, folks. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was nuts. That was a great match. Incredibly high velocity, incredible pace. Mm -hmm. They tore. If this was a main event at WrestleMania, that crowd would be cheering their heads off. Oh my god. That was this was one of the greatest matches of 2020 so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I I think this deserves a Meltzer five star match. I will now. All right, I agree. The match was amazing. Loved every second of. First, Dylan, um, can you give us your overview of the match? What'd you think? I loved it. I think it was by far best match of the night. I think the ending was perfect because I mean they already showed Darby Allen's facing the winner. Uh, I was kind of skeptical of that at first, you know, just handing him a title shot. But um, overall, I'm excited to see what they do with it. And now they did announce that, but it's taking place at full gear, right. so it would make me think we're not having any open challenges. Uh, and we are just going to have that. That will be the mm-hmm. next time the uh, title is uh, defended. True. I mean, but they did even going into this match say that Darby would face the, the TNT champion. Yeah. I'm pretty sure is what they said. Right? Okay, so fair enough. They said it, they said it like right before the match started. He was like in the stands and they're like, oh, and by the way. Oh, glad you covered that. Oh, you said stuff. his name right, Jim Ross. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yes, I overall thought it was a great match. Many would hmm. maybe, if you're a huge diehard Orange Cassidy fan, which I am, I wouldn't be upset with this ending, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be a little upset with the way the match finished. But uh, honestly, I, I mean, you, listen, you can't you can't let Cody lose right now. I mean, how do you, you can't go from beating yeah. Cody Lee to then losing to anybody right now, to be honest? Tyler, what? Who's he gonna, I'm oh. okay with passing this title around a little bit. No, I, I don't know. A little, maybe, but maybe not. They, a week they already did pass it around a little bit. 
I don't know. I that that ending. I, you know, I hate endings that aren't pinfall or submission or stipulation. Um, and I get that is in this industry, the time limit is part of the stipulation. Um, maybe I'm just not used to it yet. And to have it with a tease that the ref started counting to three at two was just oh, what a heartbreaker for Orange Cassidy. Yeah. And Cody was not kicking out of that. Nope. He was not. He was no. He literally wasn't. That if he had counted to three, it would have been. It would have been over, um, because he stopped his hand right above the mat when because the the bell rang. Mm-hmm. Um, all the, overall though, uh, for even for a match that I wasn't a fan of how it ended, five stars. Yeah, absolutely. Dylan, would you agree? Five star match. Uh, I'd say yeah. I'd, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd agree with both of you. It was an absolutely amazing thing to watch. Cody and every match he has just shows so much emotion, and he gets so into it that you can't help but just be like, "Oh my gosh!" Mm-hmm. Feel that emotion too. And then Orange Cassidy is just cool. I mean, you know, I guess <laughs> that he just he's cool. Um, but yeah, good that do different dynamics here in terms of in ring competition. But it was great mm-hmm. to watch. Love to see it. They killed it. Plain and simple, plain and simple. And then we will go into some women's action here. Tyler, I want to take it away for this one, sir. Yeah, so uh, Hikaru Shida versus Big Swole, in my opinion, massive upset win here for Shida. I did not expect this outcome. Noah, you seemed to have some sort of sixth sense last week in predicting this one. Uh, (laughs) But Swole offered a handshake to Shida before they locked up to get the action going. Shida hit a few body blows, but Swole shoved her down and started running the ropes. They matched each other move for move until they knocked each other down. Sheeta missed the kip up, but still managed to take control and set Swole up for a running knee on the apron. I always hate when wrestlers go for the kip up and botch it. I'd rather them just not go for the kip up than than go for a kip up and, and fail. But I digress. We will move on from that moment. As the show went to commercial, Swole shoved Sheeta into the cameraman. We returned just as the challenger nailed the champ with a massive headbutt. They took the fight out of the ring where Swole hit a cutter on the stage. She hit another one in the ring and only scored a near fall. Sheeta hit a straight jacket German suplex, but Swole kicked out. JR correctly pointed out, though, that Swole's shoulders were not on the mat, so if it had ended that way, we would have had a little bit of controversy controversy on our hands. Both women hit their finishers but could not keep each other down for their pin until Sheeta finally finished Swole off with the running knee for the pinfall victory. Um, mm. ultimately a little disappointed. It, it was a, uh, a quick moving match. There were a few botches here or there, but as opposed to how the women's wrestling has been perceived over the last month or so of us doing this uh, podcast, um, this match was much better than what we've been getting. Um, absolutely blown away that swole did not win the title tonight. I don't think uh, Sheeta has that big of a following that she should be holding the championship this long. I think they're doing themselves a disservice to not put it on someone like Big Swole or Britt Baker. Um, and that has to come soon, sooner rather than later. Uh, and maybe that time they can do a triple threat match at full gear and have those these three go head to head so that Sheeta ultimately isn't pinned if they want to keep her looking strong. Mm. Okay. Um, I mean, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. interested to see your guys' take on it. Yeah, for sure. Dylan, what do you think of this one? I, I agree with you guys. I was really surprised that the title didn't change hands. I think Sheeta's reign has been very, I wouldn't say like mediocre, but it's just been kind of like, it's there's lackluster. No, yeah, lackluster is the best word to say. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of Britt Baker. I think she should be the champ at very soon. 
I, I think it has to happen. Um, and going off of her and Big Swole's rivalry, I would imagine Swole would have won, and then they fought for the title, and maybe Baker takes it. Or yeah, that's what we were saying last week. I, I, I would imagine that was the the ending goal. They've been feuding for months now, and I was surprised. Dylan, you just made me smile. <laughs> you said how big of a fan you were of Britt Baker. Thank oh you. God. You're gonna make me just when I thought. <laughs> just when I thought. That I was like, oh, maybe this Dylan guy, he likes MJF. Yeah. He's going to go You surprised me with this hey. amazing wisdom now that you are a Britt Baker fan. So, Dylan, I mean, I had so much respect, I had so much respect for you before. And now <laughs> it, it is soared to new heights. Okay. It's just, uh, I understand. It's just... <laughs> it is so, look at that. That is a fighting He's a warrior. He's a warrior. He's up here for the rest of the show. <laughs> we, we both just said warrior at the same time. Yeah, I know. That was... You can't even pretend that that didn't happen. Yeah, I, have... um, I won't knock however, on yes. the jinx sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, this match was better than what we're used to seeing in terms of this woman's spot here. And I'll be completely honest. Uh, I, I think that they left the title on sheet and why I predicted they would simply because it doesn't seem like they have a direction that they want this championship to go in, or to be honest, any of the women involved in this championship fray. I feel like they're just kind of feeding people in and out and they don't have an idea of where they want it to go. Ultimately, I think this might end up around the waist of Britt Baker because they're actually building her. So in some of a sense, they don't want to just slap it on her and then realize what do we do? Um, but in all honesty, I honestly think they're keeping it on her sadly because they just don't have a direction for it. Yeah, I guess that's fair because uh, Britt Baker has been getting uh, an incredible, uh, I would I would call it a push. And it's with her, with the help of uh, Tony Schiavone, as you love to call him. Tony Schiavone uh, has really been helping get her on uh, a route to success. Um, they've been a lot of fun to watch together. And their segment this week, um, I don't know if you missed this oh, part, Noah, so um, but they were getting a uh, spa treatment together for her interview and uh as he was getting his chat uh chest waxed the interview continued um so it was very funny um it almost feels a little bit like she's getting a tiny bit of a chris jericho treatment where it's she's not quite a heel but we're still supposed Mm -hmm. to dislike her um and i'm okay with that because her heel work not a fan not a fan in the slightest because i don't believe that she's badass uh in the slightest so i think she'd be a better face champion than a heel champion so if we can get swole in a a big mean mood i think that would be a fun rivalry to have Britt baker turn the tides and become a face champion okay i like it i like it a lot actually does this mean you will be a fan never no, she's, she's associated with Adam Cole. So, whoa, whoa! I, I heard that slander last week. It'll uh, continue. I will not. It will continue. Pat McAfee for the win. Wow. All right, all right, all right. We will we'll get off of that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Moving so, on. Closing out this women's segment here. It was good to see that they, you know, they had a good match there, but I just wish they had a more of a direction for a women's champion and for the championship itself. That led us into our main event of the evening where we saw John Moxley take on Lance Archer, who won that battle royal a while ago and is finally able to cash in his opportunity at the AW World Championship in a no disqualification match. Uh, very excited for this one, Dylan. Who did you have going into this? Just curious. Um, I was I was tossing it up. I I don't know who they want the title to go off like for Moxley. Like I was 
Archer is a beast, and I was surprised he didn't beat Cody. And I'm, I'm, I kind of picked Archer. I thought he was going to pull something out of his hat and do something crazy, but... Mm. I did too. I, I, I thought Archer was going to win this too. Um, so I'm shocked that Moxley was the one to get the win. Yeah, yeah for sure. Spoilers, Tyler. We didn't get there. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> if people are watching this, yeah. and yet, <laughs> this is an opinion show, people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All righty. Well, the match uh, would start off with Archer throwing a member of the production through, crew through a pane of glass during his entrance because yeah, why not? Why not? Just, I mean, if you can do that, I guess go for it. Yeah. Can I say I missed what had happened because I had walked out of the room for a moment and I came back and the medics were attending to someone on the ramp. I'm like, Who, what happened? Who did he attack? But the match was beginning, so I couldn't go back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, know. I got you. I got you. Fair enough. So, yes, that would happen on Archer's entrance, throwing someone through a pane of glass, because, again, that's just what you do if you're that big of a man. Um, and then as soon as Moxley entered the ring, he would drop Archer with a paradigm shift, going from 0 to 100 real quick. And, obviously, Archer picked out, pick out a 2 there. Did you guys have a jolt reaction to that? Oh, I thought for a second I, that was it. I was you nervous. Really? I was nervous. Could you imagine, Tyler? Uh, yes, because it sets up a, an incredible angle with, with Kingston, but it turns out they didn't need it. So No, no, definitely not. And then, uh, Dylan, you said that you were uh, – did you think it was over there too? I, I did. I was, yeah. was kind of – I held my breath. I'm like, there's no way they, they just end it right there. Yeah, <laughs> this was a Goldberg-Brock Lesnar moment. I'm like, no, they can't. Yeah, oh, they yeah, did. Oh, my no God. <laughs> there you go. All righty. Uh, Archer took control for a, a moment in that match, but Mox drop kicked him off of the apron with a suicide uh, and then hit a suicide dive when they fought around the ring. Archer used the barricade to turn the tables. Uh, yeah, Moxley yeah. hit a – clothesline and archer just smiled at him because he's much larger of a man if you haven't seen them together uh, they collided again and it was moxley who went flying across the ring archer hit a senton from the apron to take him down to the floor during the break the challenger set up a couple of tables at ringside as you do during a denotice qualification match uh he attempted a choke slam but moxley countered to avoid uh being hit by that devastating move at the hands of archer they traded strikes until archer blasted moxley off his feet Mox grabbed some chairs from under the ring and used one to nail his opponent in the face. Archer chokeslammed Moxley through two chairs uh, for a near fall. Jake Roberts had to help uh, his buddy there, Lance Archer, escape an ankle lock by pulling him out of the ring. So as we see, the numbers game plays a factor again when you have a manager on your side. Archer would hit the champ in the face with a trash can, and Moxley countered him on the apron and hit a paradigm shift on the hardest part of the ring to go through a couple tables there. When they got back into the ring, Moxley hit his finisher again, but only got a two count. Uh, Archer picked him up and hit a blackout, but when he went over for the cover, Moxley rolled him over for the pin and the W. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eddie Kingston and the Lucha Bros would help Moxley after the match and appeared to congratulate him on his win before Kingston would hit him with a cheap shot. Oh, that spinning back elbow Ooh. choked yeah. him out. First, let's talk about this match here between Moxley and Archer, and then we'll get into the surprise at the end. What do we think here, Tyler? First, of Moxley versus Archer. I think this was honestly, even though it was a main event, this was the lackluster match of the night. Um, it was the least entertaining, and that's going behind uh, the the women's match, which was also, you know, meh. Um, uh, the women's match at least had shock value. 
uh, where I didn't expect the ending that it had. This match, uh, I really didn't, I wasn't that invested in it to begin with because I'm not a huge Archer fan. I get it. He's fun. But if I wanted beast champions, I'd watch WWE. And I don't watch WWE that much anymore because I don't want beast champions left and right. I want to see guys who are technically sound of the ring. And Lance Archer, don't get me wrong, is absolutely, please don't hurt me. Lance um, is a technical wrestler for sure. He's been in the business for years. Um, but if I wanted another massive guy, like I said, I'd go watch uh, WWE. Um, I love Moxley as a champ. I think he is going to probably lose the belt pretty soon. Um, he's had an incredible reign. Um, I don't think it'll be someone we're expecting, though. I feel like it's going to be someone who's going to come out of nowhere and maybe it'll be uh, someone that's in this championship bracket that we'll be talking about in a moment. Yes, I'd love to see it. Who knows? I like shock value in wrestling for sure and any type of entertainment. So, Dylan, what would you think of this match here? I mean, it wasn't bad. I'm very happy they put the uh, no DQ tag on it because these yes. two, they're, they, they can do it. They, mm. They've proven they're outside, outside the ring. They, are, they, they have stars. They can... I don't know. I, I feel like the ending kind of meh. I yeah. don't know. I, I don't know. Moxley's title reign, I feel like it's gone on too long. I, I'm not like the biggest fan of him. I, mm-hmm. I like him. Um, again, I think MJF should have won it off of him. But oh, yeah. even now, like he's he's put on good matches since. Like It's not like I just don't know what they want to do with him after that. And that might be why he still has the title. I don't know. He's, yeah, I know enough. he's he'll lose the title. It'll it'll happen. <laughs> it'll happen. This man will have the title eventually. Oh, yeah. MJF will be the title wearer. Are, are you good? Go on, me? Noah. Are you Go on. <laughs> okay. Okay. Give me your enlightened opinion. Uh, well, I, I I mean I agree with you guys. I thought it was a good match. I didn't think it was the best match. I mean it main evented because it was the world championship, right? Right. Um, exactly. And I, I start tonight. Precisely. And Dylan, you put it this way. It has to be an event. It's the main championship. I mean, AEW has been one to break convention and these guys here with tag matches, main eventing and so on. However, AEW has usually has kept with the formula of their world championship main eventing. So I thought it was a good match. I like seeing uh, both Lance Archer and John Moxley in the ring. When will we see the snake uh, with Jake the Snake Roberts there? So he teased Kingston with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few, there ain't a no few snake in that ago. bag. Uh, excuse me. Not yet. Gotta have it. Though. We gotta have it. Okay, Tyler. <laughs> There ain't no snake, I'm telling I'll you. I'll tell you this. I think the snake will probably make an appearance when Archer is setting up to have a big victory. I feel like that that might be what helps him um, get the win. I mean, what do you, I mean yes, no, maybe? Quick, yeah, quick. I, I don't think the snake exists, so. <laughs> okay, wow. Dylan, what do you think? Uh, I, I think, yeah, maybe him versus Brian Cage ends that way because like, they've teased that. Okay, Fair enough. okay, I like it. All right, cool, cool, cool. So then let's hop into this Eddie Kingston moment here. Hmm. Really quickly, I mean, a little bit of a shock value. Uh, he came out and looked like they were going to be like buddy buddy with Moxley, which was like, what the hell? Like, yeah, okay, you mm-hmm. know. And then Kingston would lay out Moxley and choke him out at the end. I mean, is Tyler? Would this be someone you would say is going to be that person to dethrone Moxley? Uh, I would say he would be a good call if it weren't for what they have coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, if this weren't in the uh, making already, I'd probably say yes. Um, but maybe this match happens at full gear and they set up someone else to take on uh, the world championship. I don't know. Um, I would love to see it. I, I didn't know. Honestly, I'm a big wrestling fan. No idea who Kingston was before he appeared 
on AEW. Hmm. Um, but I had looked him up and I absolutely adore everything he's done in the wrestling world. Hmm. He is so much fun to watch. Uh, and I would love to see him have a strap over his shoulder because he absolutely deserves it. I, I agree with you there. Dylan, what do you think? You think we'll see Moxley versus Kingston for the AEW World Championship? And can Kingston take the win? I, I definitely think we'll see the match. That match is going to happen. He keeps having the excuses of, oh, I wasn't eliminated. I never tapped, even though I was yeah. out cold. Um, will he take the strap? No, he will not take the title off of Moxley. I've seen bigger and badder challenges actually have a match and not walk out. So absolutely not. I don't see it happening. Good take. Absolutely. I, I agree. I, I think we'll have the match. I don't think Kingston will beat him. I'll keep it short there. And that was the entire show there of AW Dynamite. Very quickly, because of the remarks here in wrestling. Tyler, what would you give it out of five, as we always do, before we hop into the preview? Four, because I didn't love the main event. Fair enough. Dylan? Say three and a half. Three and a half? Ooh, being a little tough grader there. I like it. Yeah. All right. All right. Listen, like he's it. like, it's my first show. I can't just be giving out five. Yeah, I'm not saying it's you know? definitely not a five, but I'd say two. No, right, I, I would agree with you there. Uh, I'd probably go I'd probably go a little higher than Dylan, like maybe like a 3.7 or something like that, 3.8. But I don't know. like giving him a solid four there. Yeah, I'll, I'll aim for the center there. But we're all pretty around, pretty much around the same area. Fantastic. As the marquee wrestling fans that we are, we love to do that every week. <laughs> And that will lead us into our preview for next week's episode of AEW Dynamite. Uh, as you see there, we have a fatal four-way for uh, the number one contenders match for the AEW World Tag oh. Team Championship. Oh, boy. There are lots of very fun teams here. We have Private Party, The Butcher and the Blade, Alex Three Reynolds and John Four Silver, and the Young Bucks themselves. Quickly, Dylan, who's winning this match? Young Bucks. Tyler? Dark Order. Wow. Wow. Okay. Absolutely. I wish. I'm going to have to go with the Young Bucks as well. I think they've been kind of going with the whole mantra of they're a little bit out of their mind and they're just kicking everyone and whatever else. They don't care. That's why they're I think they'll lose. They'll be distracted. Nah, I don't know about that. I think they're going to throw caution to the wind. They're going to be absolutely insane. They're going to take the W. That's I don't know if any of the other teams have a shot. Fair. I like it. I like it. And then next up, obviously, the part that I'm looking forward to the most, along with Dylan, is Britt Baker will be in action versus who? We don't know, but I do know Britt Baker is going to win that match because she's Britt Baker. Tyler, are you excited for this? I know. Nope, yeah. moving on. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. We don't have a competitor, so we can't really talk much about that one, but... Um... Next up here will be the first round of the AEW Championship Eliminator Tournament. I'm excited for this, guys. I'm very yeah, excited. Me too. For I was wondering why there weren't that many previews, and then I realized there's four right here. Yes, precisely. <laughs> I mean, this, this is going to be a, an action-packed night. So oh, go let me get from... rid of that. Sorry, let me get rid of the banner so you can see everyone. Oh, yes, perfect. Thank <laughs> you, sir. A-plus a producer there, Tyler. You are <laughs> you are on the paying attention there, uh, getting us on the ball. Um, Dylan. And Let's do. Can we can we do like a uh, can we pick round one here? Could we do that of who we think is going to go through these? So Dylan, who do you think is going to win Wardlow versus Jungle Boy? I think Jungle Boy is going to win. Tyler, Jungle Boy. And as you guys remember, if you remember Noah, we had a conversation. Do you remember who said that Jungle Boy was going to be going after a main title pretty soon? Oh, this guy did. Fair enough. Yeah, that's right. And look at there he is going up against Mr. Wardlow. He's I'm gonna, gonna lose because MJF's gonna make him lose. That's why. Yeah, really? Possible. Yeah. All right. Well, um, he cost him a match, so he might as well cost him a match. You know, what's you know? fair is fair. Before you said that, I was gonna pick Wardlow. But 
I'm still going to pick Wardlow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because I think MJF will wait until it matters the most to cost him a match. All so right. we'll mm. see there. But to have him to um, lose like, someone like, as small as Jungle Boy, that might be a big moment. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Colt Cabana versus Hangman Adam Page. Tyler. Hangman. Dylan. Hangman by a mile. I'm going to go Hangman as well. This one I'm excited for a lot. Penta L Zero M versus Ray Phoenix. The brothers here going at it. This is going to be a barn burner of a match. Dylan. I'm going to go Penta. Mm, Tyler. Penta is one of the rest, best wrestlers in the world. Penta. He is, yeah. I am going to go Ray Phoenix because he is my favorite. I'm pick with my heart all the way. I love that man. He can go. And I really, really want to see the they second both, round match. Both can uh, Yes. You're right. You're right. You're right, homie. Maybe Eddie uh, Kingston moves on and forces them both to disqualify themselves. Oh my gosh, Tyler, stop it. <laughs> that does sound amazing though. Yeah. All right. We can have Eddie Kingston versus versus uh what do you think? Uh Dylan, Kenny Omega or Joey Janella? Kenny Omega. Don't, uh, yeah. Tyler? Stop. Yeah. This match is yeah. going to last more than two minutes. No, that's a strange. No, I, I think they're going to go in on each no, other. No. <laughs> okay. Game. I'm going to go Kenny yeah, Omega This is, well. is going to be the first oh, match of the night. And let's do this. If we are going to say who is going to be fighting for the world championship at uh, full gear. Oh, number at, one contendership. Sorry, number one contendership. Tyler, who do you think? If we're going all the way to the finals for the yep. number one contendership, it's going to be Kenny versus Hangman. Um. Okay, fair. Dylan. I'm going to agree with Tyler there. I think that's what they're building towards. Fair enough. I think it's going to be Kenny versus Wardlow, and then MJF will cost him. Uh, that's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with that. Ew. How do you see Hangman losing, though? I see Hangman just losing. He's a, he's a, he's a drunk. He's going to come stumbling in there. You know, he's not going to be able to figure out what's going on. It's going to be a whole thing. Maybe, but... Just wait. You just... <laughs> I, I don't know Noah you lay off hangman he's got issues I mean I, listen I'm, I'm not like picking on him I'm just staying here like that's Hold what, on. That's what we, we just do. we need to ease the tension we're gonna fight again boom oh. this is all that we needed uh yes. just Jericho and MJF's Le Dinaire de Debonair uh best moment of the night oh yeah I will say I am excited to see what they're going to do here. Um, I'm excited to see maybe like a stake being thrown at someone or something like that. Or uh, We know it's going to be goofy. We know it's going to be entertaining. I hope this lasts 10 minutes. Like, I want so this to last a very long time. I think it'll last longer than that. We're going to be yeah. <laughs> It's going to be an all-night thing. They're going to keep going back to it all night long. Fair enough. So, yeah, I love forward. their one-upsmanship of, uh, of uh, you know, complimenting each other. It's hilarious. Mm. Mm, I'd agree, sir. I'd agree. And so look forward to Tyler one more time, please. Uh, I'm sorry. This one or no, this no, no, one? No, no. Yes, your dinner. Yeah. I want you to yeah. do the thing. Oh, oh sorry. Le dinner debonair. There you go. Look forward to that next week on AEW Dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> to see your Tyler and Dylan's favorite there, MJF, <laughs> and who I would say a man who just supersedes all this face heel whatever chris jericho and it looks uh, like we're setting up for this mr cross yes going to be a fun segment and that is going to lead us soon into the november 7th aew full gear pay-per-view where we will more than likely see a jam-packed card of lots of action excited for that can't wait to do a prediction show for that yeah always fun to do i think we'll have to have dylan and kyle on that show i am all in 
I'm <laughs> and I am all <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> yes. Um, before we roll into our plug here of our beautiful sponsors here, Clovercrest Media, let's quickly say thank you to Dylan for joining us here on Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, we hope you had a good time. If Dylan, if you had to rate your experience as a Marky Wrestling fan out of five, what would you give it? Oh, it's definitely a five. Definitely. Yeah. A five. Uh-huh. This is great. This is wonderful. I was hoping for a six, but it's okay. A six, hey, listen, I'm not, I don't break the scale. I don't break the scale. Oh, okay. <laughs> no matter principle, I like it. Yeah. Dylan, stick around. We'll talk to you after the show. Great. Beautiful. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks, bud. All righty. And hey, if you love podcasts, make sure to visit clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business relationships, pop culture, politics, and true crime. And don't forget that new ghost podcast here for the spooky month of October. Okay. Mm, 26 shows on the hashtag CMG network. And if you don't like find one you like, which you will, you can start one of your own. We can help you launch your podcast for as little as $15 per month. Clovercrestmedia.com is the website to visit. Make sure to check it out and tell your friends all about it. You can visit Clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest on your favorite CMG sports podcast, as well as blogs, videos, and latest information. With that being said, thank you so much, Dylan, for joining us. That's Tyler Bard. I'm Noah Cross, and this was Crossum Wrestling Entertainment. Listening to the Crossum Wrestling Entertainment Podcast.